This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equip with Chris Brooks. I am so thrilled that you have joined me today. Can you do me a favor? Strap on your seatbelt. We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the words of the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And with that, I welcome you into what will be a very interactive edition of Equip. Today, we're going to talk about church hurt. That's right. Maybe you're one of the nearly 15 million Americans who say, I no longer go to church because I've been hurt. I've been wounded either by the leadership of the church or by the community as a whole. And I'm still carrying those wounds today. Or maybe you know what it's like to be wounded, to walk away from the church, to even be tempted to walk away from your faith, only to go through a process of restoration and healing. And now you're on the other side of it and you can testify and give God the glory for his healing ministry in your heart and in your life. Today, we're going to talk about church hurt. And if that has been your story, just know that this is a safe place for you. I want to pray with you. I want to hear from you. And most of all, I want God to be glorified through our time together today. But before we delve into church hurt, today is an important day for our nation. Election days are always important days for every nation when it happens. And history has proven that days like today set our country, our communities on a course a direction concerning the morality of our nation, as well as the policies that will impact the lives of uh, our, our own families, but also our neighbors as well. Now, this is what is uh, called um, affectionately an off-year election. And what that simply means is that this isn't a, a huge national election year, meaning that there aren't congressional seats that are up for vote or up for grabs. There's no senatorial seats that are up for grabs. There's not uh, a president or vice president that we have to vote on. But I do want you, nevertheless, to take important today because across communities all around this nation, there are offices that are important on a local level. Now, those of you who have been listening to Equip for some time now, you know how important local elections are to my heart. Uh, I think that one of the big, big mistakes that have been made in recent decades in this nation is that we have focused almost entirely on what's happening in Washington, D.C., and we've underestimated how important mayors are, how important city council members are, how important school board members are, and you go down the list. Your local officials impact your life more speedily uh, than any federal official will. And so your local officials matter a lot. What's going to show up, the materials in your library, uh, what is going to happen in your public school system, all of that stuff is being determined by your local vote. 
And so uh, today I want to encourage you, get out and vote. If your community is voting for city council members, mayors, other offices, please let your voice be heard and uh, know that your local elections matter before God. And we're going to pray for our nation in just a moment. Now, on a national level, we are, all eyes in this country are on a few things, on a few uh, states. One state being Kentucky, where there's a gubernatorial race that's going on. It's a really, really important race for a number of different uh, reasons, not just for the good people of Kentucky, but it's going to really set the tone for what will come next year, our national elections. Also, Mississippi, there is a gubernatorial race that's happening there. I know this program is uh, broadcasting in, in parts of Mississippi, parts of Kentucky. So if you're listening to me and you're in those areas, just know we, we're praying for you. And we uh, want to encourage you to make sure your voice is heard and make sure you get out to vote. Also, one more thing before we pray, uh, and that is Ohio. Ohio is very important today. If you are listening to this program and you are in Ohio, just know issue one, and I'm sure if you're in Ohio, you are very familiar with this issue one uh, on the um, on the heels of the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade uh, has been a state-by-state move to try to determine which direction uh, each state will go in as it pertains to the sanctity of life. As a matter of fact, tomorrow, as an aside, I would love for you to be in prayer for me. Tomorrow I'm going to be joining with pro-life men and women across my state, home state of Michigan, and uh, participating in our state march for life as we pray for the sanctity of life in our state. But in Ohio, you have issue one on your ballot, and that is a move to constitutionalize abortion. It is a move to remove restrictions on abortion. As uh, many Ohioans will remember, uh, on the heels of the overturning of Roe v. Wade, there was a heartbeat bill that was then passed to protect um, the unborn child once a fetal heartbeat was detected, which most estimate around week five or week six of the gestational period. Just think about that. Week five, week six, you're already hearing a heartbeat. Uh, But that aroused the ire of many pro-abortionists. And so that's what has fueled this move towards issue one in Ohio. And uh, friends, I can't tell you how devastating it is when abortion is codified in any state's constitution Constitutional amendments are hard to overturn. So this is a hugely important day. So pray for Ohio. And if you are in Ohio, I encourage and urge you to vote. So a lot going on across our country. And I think it's important for us to go before the Lord. So can you join me today as we pray for our nation? Father, Uh, Blessed are, are the people whose God is the Lord. You tell us in your word that righteousness exalts a people, but sin is a reproach to any nation. Father, I pray that today um, we would see a nation 
who's turning towards you. That today, even through the way we vote, that we would see a nation who um, is humbling our hearts before you, recognizing that apart from you, we can do nothing. Father, forgive us, Lord, for not only our sinfulness, but our tendency to legalize sin and to codify sin, to mandate sin, to pass sin on to the next generation through our laws, our policies. Father, I pray that today you would bless communities with good and godly leaders, that you would bless communities with men and women who will lead with integrity and with humble hearts, that will be truly servant leaders. And I also pray, Lord, for our nation, uh, Lord, that you would bring us back to yourself, that you would show mercy to the United States, that you, Lord, would allow a new generation to experience a move of your spirit that goes beyond elections. We boldly but humbly pray for revival. And we pray, Lord, that in many ways today would be a turning point, a turning point in our nation from sin to Christ for salvation. We ask it in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Today, I want to take up uh, what is a very important topic, and that is church hurt. Now, many of you know that on um, November 16th, Thursday, November 16th, we're going to have our uh, next Zoom webinar, Equipper Zoom webinar, and it's entitled Surviving Church Hurt. Surviving Church Hurt, how do you experience restoration from church hurt? Uh, This really has come on the heels not only of a number of calls and prayer requests that we've received over the past year here at Equip. You know we love praying for you, and we're going to do that today at 877-LIVE-675. But this also comes from research. Uh, Many of you will remember it was a few months ago that I introduced uh, two guests on this program, Jim Davis and Michael Graham. They're sociologists whose hometown is Orlando, and they begin to notice in Orlando, Florida, uh, this great de-churching, what they call de-churching, where people were not attending church, and they noticed that there was a number of people within their community who used to attend church, but no longer. And so they begin to do research. That's what sociologists do when they see trends. They do research to find out the who and the why where their research was captured in a book called The Great De-Churching. And uh, that that book has, uh, man, it has created such conversation. It's a groundbreaking book that I highly encourage you to pick up and read. In particular, if you're a church leader in any capacity, I highly encourage you to pick it up. But the outcome of the book it was really interesting. It, it, it summarizes itself by saying we're experiencing the greatest religious seismic shift that this country has ever seen. As many people who once went to church no longer goes to church anymore. Now, I could break down so many aspects of this report, but I wanted to just talk about one segment of the group that is no longer going to church. Represented in that group of de-church people, those who once went to church but no longer do, About 37% of them, that's almost 15 million of them, say that the reason why they don't go to church anymore is because of negative experiences with the church. 
painful experiences that they've had to endure in the local church context. Maybe this is because of a church leader who hurt them. Maybe it's because of the behavior, the insensitivity, the ignorant actions of others within the church. Because after all, churches are full of people. Whenever you're finding people, you're going to find flawed sinners. This is the verdict of Scripture on humanity. But today I want to minister to those who are in that category. Maybe you have been wounded, and here's my question for you. My question for you is simple, and this is the question of the day. What will it take to resolve your hurt? If you've been hurt by the church, I am very, very interested in hearing this, and I promise you, this is not a judgment zone. Uh, I promise you, I want to listen at 877 Live 675. If you have been hurt for, by the church, in particular, if that's led you to say, I'm not going, I'm cutting off church, maybe even led you to the point where you have um, had to um, get counseling, or maybe even led you to the point where, God forbid, but you've questioned your faith in Christ. Today, I want to hear from you. And my question for you is what will it take to resolve your hurt? 877-548-3675. If you've not been hurt by the church, uh, I would encourage you to take a posture like me and just let today be a day where you listen. But I'm going to leave these phone lines open at 877-548-3675. For those of you who have experienced not just light offense, but those of you who have been seriously hurt and wounded, and you say, Chris, I expect it better. I was so mishandled, mistreated. It left me confused, disillusioned, questioning myself, questioning whether or not I ever wanted to attend church again, maybe even questioning God. What will it take to resolve it? Now, maybe you're at a place where you say, I don't know. I don't know what it will take to resolve it. And I think that's fair. And if that's you, I would love to at least pray with you about that. Maybe you don't know what it will take to resolve it. Let's be honest. Let's pray. 877-548-3675. By the way, if you've been hurt by the church, you don't want to miss this upcoming Zoom webinar. If you're a monthly partner, all the registration information is in your equipper encouragement email. Just go to your inbox and register today. If you're not a monthly partner, you can become one. Go to equipradio.org. Then take your calls after this break. Don't go anywhere. Much more to come next up on Equip. Joy is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, but how do we find joy and reflect it to others? Through in-depth research and powerful stories, the four habits of joy-filled people proves that we are scientifically and spiritually wired to live a life of joy, and it provides the practical steps to get you there. The four habits of joy-filled people is yours with the gift of any amount to equip. Simply call 888-644-4144 or go to equipradio.org.
Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Today, in addition to praying for our nation on this day of election, we're taking your cause. Uh, we're, we're taking up the question of church hurt. So many millions of Americans have been hurt by the church to the point where they say, I'm without a church. I'm, I'm disconnected from the church, not because I wanted to be, but because I was mistreated, mishandled by a local church, and, um, and now I'm disconnected. My question to you is, if you're one of those nearly 15 million people, what will it take to resolve it? 877-548-3675 is the number. 877-LIVE-675 is the number. I'm going to go to Adam, who's driving in Michigan. Adam, I wanted to get to you as quickly as possible. Thank you for calling, Adam. So help me to understand, brother, uh, wh- what will it take? What, what, what happened and what will it take to resolve it? Well, I need a church that's going to be accepting of the fact that uh, I'm a divorced individual. I have no interest in being remarried. And on top of that, I'm not the spectator type. And uh, those are my church churches, which is why I haven't had a home church in a very long time. The only church that I know of that's accepting that I could consider a home church, unfortunately, is uh, just over an hour drive from my house, which is not exactly cost-effective to try to make a trip over there for services on a regular basis. Okay. So so I'm going to just ask just one more question before I, um, before I pray, if that's okay. Um, so yeah. just so I can be clear, are you saying that the churches uh, or church, plural or singular, that you have been associated with or that you've gone to have been unwilling to involve you in the life of the church because you've been through a divorce? Is that what you're saying? Um, actually, not exactly that. Uh, they're pushing with the divorce is they're wanting me to get basically find another wife. And they were doing that since day one of my divorce, which is really, truly, not only disturbing, but very sad. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, with me being a person of disability, they see me as more as incapable rather than being capable. That's something I've been fighting my entire life. It's truly sad, but that's the reality. I happen to be a truck driver, and all the needed people around me told me, Give it up. You ain't going to be a truck driver. Here I am with wow. a, uh, almost wow. 11 and a half years on my belt. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, how long have, has it been, Adam, since you've been connected to a local church? Uh, probably closer to 15 years. All the local wow. churches in the area that I've been trying to associate with, uh, they want me to get in order for me to be a part of and, sure. you know, basically remarried. I, I, I'm not interested. Okay. Okay. All right. And uh, other churches that are more accepting of my divorce, they're like, yeah. Well, first off, I I just want to say, I just want to say to you, brother, I'm so sorry for the hurt that you've experienced. I I I particularly want to speak to those who would underestimate God's grace in your life because of a quote unquote disability. You sound like a man who is um, fully capable of doing all that God has called you to do uh, by his grace and work in your life. So that breaks my heart. Obviously, I I also grieve 
over the uh, the fact that you've had to go through a divorce. A divorce is painful in and of itself. It's devastating in and of itself. And the local church should be a community in which healing and uh, community is found and restoration takes place. I'm going to pray that you would find such a community. And I would pray that you would um, not give up on that search. Uh, there are healthy churches that are still there. There are communities of believers that I'm sure would love to wrap their arms around you, Adam. And I don't know where you stay in Michigan, uh, but, man, uh, obviously I love Michigan. We're in southeast Michigan, our home church, Woodside Bible Church. And if there's a way for us to be a blessing to you, man, we would love that honor. Let's pray. Father, thank you for Adam. Thank you for how you've provided a good job for him. I thank you for how you have uh, allowed him to have a testimony of your faithfulness, Lord, for nearly 15 years as a driver. Lord, I do pray that you would heal his heart, that you would continue um, to be at work in his life. And if you've called him to singleness, I pray, Lord, that, that others would not try to impose their vision for his life on him, but that they would embrace your call on his life. Lord, I pray that you would restore fellowship back into Adam's life. Bless him to have community, spiritual community, spiritual family. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. There's a big um, reason why we need church family, spiritual community. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, 25, Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. I believe that in a hyper-individualistic culture, we underestimate at times the blessing of spiritual community. That's why I wanted to do this program today, because I know that there are millions of men and women who used to go to church but don't go to church anymore, and yet we're living in a time of mass deception, tremendous discouragement, unprecedented challenges. If ever there was a time you needed community and spiritual family, it is right now. So I just want to encourage and remind you that one of the greatest gifts of God's grace in my life and in yours is the local church. And that's why the enemy wants to do everything he can to detach us, discourage us, disconnect us from the community of faith because he wants us to be isolated, more vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy, more susceptible for falling away from Christ. Now, none of that diminishes at all the pain that you've gone through, but I do want you to not lose sight of how important a local church is. Let's go back to the phone lines. Again, the phone number, 877-LIVE-675. I also want to encourage you to register for our upcoming Zoom webinar on Church Hurt, Surviving Church Hurt. There's so much we're going to dive into. If you have not registered and you are a monthly partner, please do so today by going into your inbox. You should have received an email already. Equip or encouragement is all you have to do in the search bar, and uh, information will be there for registration. Let's go to Tanisha, who's in Illinois. Hey, Tanisha, thank you so much for calling Tanisha, um, why were you hurt and what will it take to resolve it? Um, I was hurt um, at the church that I was, um, uh, some personal reasons and things like that. 
Um, and it, it took me out of church for a while, and I was one of the ones who said, I don't need to have church because I have God within me. But as time went on in my life, I noticed I needed God. I needed the, the presence of him, um, not uh, being in church. So what I did was I prayed, and I asked God um, for to find the right church. And what I realized my focus was, it wasn't on the people at church. When I asked God to send me to a church, he sent me to the right church. And my thing was, regardless of what was going on in the church, my focus was on him. So if if anybody was saying things or uh, things like that, um, my focus wasn't on that. It was on what he was doing and what he wanted me to learn. And what that also brings up is we're not going to church for the people. Um, and one of the things that we do is we look, oh, you're a Christian, then why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Church is a hospital. It's like a hospital. You go in there to get help. You're not going there because you're already healthy, you know. So when you go in and you're going in on your focus and what you believe on and making sure that you get your thing, everything else will fall into place. Yeah, you know, there's so much wisdom in what you just shared. Our first and foremost focus has to be on Jesus. I will say this, though, that um, I do think that what the church provides us with is an opportunity to love others on Christ's behalf. If I could put it this way, it is where we apply the teachings that we learn is as we focus in on other people and to receive love from other people. But I love your testimony. I love the fact that God is restoring you. Father, bless Tanisha, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've been hurt by the church, what will it take to resolve it? That's the question of the day. I want to hear from you at 877-LIVE-675. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. I'm so grateful for you tuning in today. It's a hugely important day for our nation. Elections are happening in local communities all across our country. I'll be voting for my local community. There's a mayor that I'm gonna get a chance to vote on. I'm gonna get a chance to vote for city council members. Maybe your community has that going on today. Very important, let's pray for our nation. Let's pray particularly for Kentucky and uh, Mississippi where the governor seats are, are, are up for a grabs. So let's pray for Ohio, especially our brothers and sisters in Ohio. If you're not voting, you need to uh, get out there and vote because issue one is a generational issue. And we uh, need to pray that Ohio would help to lead our nation again as it pertains to the sanctity of life. So praying for our brothers and sisters in Ohio. Uh, today, we're also talking about church hurt, a study called uh, The Great Dechurching. Uh, it covers and tracks uh, the most significant religious reshaping of America in our history. 40 million people who once attended church no longer do. That's the story of the last decade in America. But when you peel back the numbers, as Jim Davis and Michael Graham, authors of The Great Dechurching, did, what they discovered is the who and the why. And about 37% 
of the why are people who have been hurt by the church. So today we're praying for you and listening because I believe one of the most important things we can do is simply listen and then to take it to the Lord in prayer. But the question I want you to answer today is if you've been hurt by the church, and again, I'm not talking about light offense because if you're around people long enough, it's even if it's your family, your best friend, um, you're going to get hurt. You're going to have times where there's misunderstandings. I love my wife, but every day is not rainbows and roses. There are times when we misunderstand each other or offend each other, and we try to quickly resolve that. But that's different than, than the depths of being wounded by a church leader, by a community of believers, when actions are done that are harmful, insensitive, insulting. So maybe you've been through church hurt. Here's my question for you today. If you're one of those almost 15 million people, what will it take to resolve it? Because I believe the church is so important in your life, in my life, in God's plan. And I want to see you healed. So let's go to the phone lines. The phone number, 877-548-3675. Let's go to Lisa, who's listening in Tennessee. Hey, Lisa, thank you so much for calling today. So give me a sense of why you, um, how you were hurt, why you left the church, and maybe even more importantly, what will it take to resolve it? Hi. Um, thank you for this opportunity. I just want to say that I went through a divorce many years ago. It was abusive, and um, the church did not stand by me. The, like, even the elder's wife came to visit me to check on me, and her husband showed up and literally drug her out of my home. Wow. Um, they sent me a letter of excommunication because mm -hmm. I got divorced for abuse rather than adultery. Mm -hmm. And that hurt very, very bad. But I will tell you that five years later, after 10 moves and a move to a different state, that pastor who excommunicated me called me and asked me to forgive him. Wow. And he was on a missions trip in Czechoslovakia, and he found me in Minnesota. Wow. And this was before Google. This is back in the 80s. It took effort. And I just, and I was hurt again in the early 2000s by a church, I walked away. And what God just kept showing me is that at the end of the day, Chris, we're just all a bag of bones. We're just human. It doesn't matter if you're leadership. It doesn't matter if you don't talk to anybody on Sunday morning. We all make mistakes because we're people. But if we let God do his job, he restores us and we get to walk in that freedom that it wasn't God that judged us. It's just people. It's just people, and we need to get a hold of how much God loves us, you know? Yeah. And Lisa, I just want to say how much of a blessing your story is. I, I hope that so many people are hearing your story right now. Um, obviously, my heart breaks that you went through the abuse you went through. Please know that that was never God's intent for you. And uh, I pray that uh, his grace in your life has led to healing and that you find yourself each day getting stronger and uh, being reminded that, of your value, that you are so deeply loved and so deeply important to God and 
and even to our hearts. Um, but but I, I love the part of your story where um, the apology happens because I think we underestimate, Lisa, just the, the power of saying I'm sorry. And it sounds to me like what I'm hearing you say is that what was integral in your restoration was just having a pastor say, I'm sorry, I blew it. And I hope that pastors, I know I'm listening as a pastor, I hope that other fellow pastors are listening right now and that we would be willing to, where appropriate, because sometimes um, maybe we didn't do anything wrong, but there are times where maybe we did and uh, just being willing to acknowledge that, to say I'm sorry, um, is a powerful thing. Lisa, thank you for giving us a call today. Thanks for reminding us of the hope that is on the other side of church hurt. God bless you, Lisa. Thanks for calling. Thank you. I want to go to Denise, who's listening in Ohio. Hey, Denise, thank you so much for giving the call. Um, help us to understand uh, why it was important for you to call today. Well, your question was such a trigger for me, and I hadn't thought about when you said, what would it take? And it was, uh, I, I had just explained that at the time, I had these lenses face forward into me instead of looking around. And my pain came from a pastor who was very disrespectful and very disrespectful to me, just gave me the cold shoulder and would, would even let the door shut on my face and would address my husband, but never me. And I led a Bible study and did not see any part of my worth. And it was just so painful to be treated and mistreated by that, like I was invisible. And um, I got to the point where I just couldn't go anymore. And uh, we took a whole break, and it was a 10-year break. And uh, wow. it was after, about a year and a half ago, we started going back to church, not at this church, a different city, different church. But to find out that the church I was going to split, they were about 4,000, and they went down 50 to 100. They split. And this wow. pastor wouldn't. He, he wouldn't leave. He wouldn't see. So I didn't know it wasn't all about me. And, and that was something I had to grow from because yeah. I had self-loathed. I, I just questioned everything about my mm -hmm. the Lord. I questioned my existence. And, um, but, you know, I, but I missed, I missed the foundation of worshiping with other believers. Right. And, you know, we have not gotten active in this church, but we do attend and we go, um, you know, most That's Sundays, good. I'm not going to say every, and, That's um, good. but it, it was probably the worst pain I've ever yeah. gone through. But, but like I told you, can I ask I a quick question, so Denise? Yeah. Let me let me just create a scenario for you really quickly. Um, imagine for a moment if you had the audience of 25 pastors and you were able to just share with us in brief what you would want us to know about how we can help to restore people who, like you, have been wounded by the church. What would you want us to know? Well, I think that everybody needs to be seen. And, you know, not just uh, who you think are the popular people. Everybody needs to be seen. We are all a body. 
and our significance. It doesn't matter what part of the body we're all significant. And I think that's what was happening. I, you know, yes. I wasn't in an in crowd. I was just a person coming, trying to do my best, raise my family. I have five kids. I needed a, a family, a church family. But I really believe being seen. And, uh, sure. you know, it just opens your eyes to the whole to the whole aspect. Yes. Yeah. I, well, I appreciate that. And I do want you to know that there are pastors like myself who are listening and I want you to know that God, um, even through your story today, Denise, um, is helping us, helping us to be better pastors, helping us to grow and helping us to see folks who um, haven't been seen and need to be seen within the body of believers. So thank you for being honest. Thank you for calling. And just know that your call is hugely important to our hearts. Father, thank you for Denise and her husband. I pray that as they now have begun to attend church again, to worship uh, with other believers again, I'm asking God that they would find a home and that they would flourish and that they would be loved and that they would give love. Help them to see how important the local community of believers are to them and how important they are to the church. Bless Denise, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Thank you, Denise. Friends, um, this is a really important topic. We're taking one angle to this today, but we're going to dedicate an entire special Zoom webinar. It's a gathering, a virtual gathering that's available to our monthly partners. No cost to you as a monthly partner. This is just a way that we here at Equip try to create not only community, the healing, restoration, because I don't want you to be hindered when it comes to your effectiveness to live, share, and defend your faith. Now, if you're a monthly partner, I've been encouraging you throughout this entire program, register, register, register for this complimentary Zoom webinar. Go to your inbox in your email right now to simply type in Equip or Encouragement. An email will pop up from me and our team, and in that email, easy and convenient is registration, is a registration link. And I want you to be a part of it November 16th, immediately following the program. Now, if you're not a monthly partner, it is so easy to become one. And I would encourage you to do so today, in particular if you are in counseling, because you'll have to counsel people who have been through church hurt. If you are in church leadership and you want to have a clear framework for helping people to be restored after church hurt. I think as we forecast the next 10 years, next couple decades of the church, and you were to ask, what are the top three issues the church needs to deal with? I think human sexuality is number one. I think digital discipleship is number two. And I think church hurt, helping people to recover from church hurt is number three. This is in the top three issues that if your church is going to survive, you better have a framework. You better have resources and have thought about this deeply. And so that's why I want you to register. Call 888-644-4144. Become a monthly partner at any amount so that you can be a part of the Equipper community. This is just one of the ways that we help to equip you to more effectively live, share, and defend your faith. 
Friends, if the program has been a blessing to you, I would ask that you would consider supporting by 888-644-4144. This month, a gift of any amount, we're sending over to you The Four Habits of Joy-Filled People. It's a great book that will help you to increase the joy in your life, regardless of your circumstances. Go to EquipRadio.org. Stick and stay. We'll be right back. Friends, I want to invite you to our next Equipper Zoom webinar coming up next Thursday, November 16th, right after the program. You know, many of us have faced pain and disappointment from other Christians and even church leaders. It's a unique problem that requires spiritual wisdom to remedy. That's why this webinar will focus on recovering from church hurt. We'll discuss how to restore our hearts and how to reconnect with a loving body of believers. Equippers, look for an email with registration details for this free interactive webinar. Not an equipper, become a monthly partner by calling 888-644-4144 or online at equipradio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Very important day across our country. It's election day in America again. And while there are no congressional seats up for vote or senatorial seats or president, vice president, that's all next year. This day is no less important because on a local level, the election of mayors, city council members, school board members, hugely important to your day-to-day life. What what your kids are going to be exposed to in school, uh, what type of local taxes you pay, the climate of your community, That's all set on a local level. I look at these communities across the country. You can name cities that literally are falling apart right before our eyes, and I won't run down the list. If you're living in one of those cities, my heart breaks for you, but you also know what it's like to see cities flourish. And so often, that's because of local leaders who uh, do such a great job. And so you should be voting today. We... Uh, need to make sure that we are praying across the board for today's uh, elections and then on the national level. It doesn't get more important than issue one in Ohio. Uh, this uh, this uh, push by pro-abortionists to codify in the Constitution abortion. Uh, if you're in Ohio, uh, please pray, please vote. And, uh, and also... We uh, need to be praying for the governor's races in Kentucky and Mississippi. All of this will set signals and a course for the national elections that will come next year. Today we're talking about church hurt. Uh, Our Zoom webinar is going to be coming up in just a few short days, November 16th, immediately following the program. If you've not registered, please do so today. If you're not a monthly partner, dial 888-644-4144 as we get ready to close the year. I hope we've been a blessing to you. And if we've been a blessing to you, I pray that you would support the program. Going to take one more call. And again, the phone number 888-644-4144. Let's go to Jamie in Chicago. Jamie, thank you so much for calling. Uh, Why was it important for you to call today, Jamie? 
first, I need to apologize. I'm sorry. My voice sounds so terrible. Um, no I'm problem. getting over a cold. So um, so I felt it was so important to call today um, to share my story on Church Hurt. Um, so in 2012, I graduated from MTS, um, Moody Theological Seminary, and was so excited to start my first position as a youth pastor. Um, I was going home to a small rural church um, where I was going to be taking over a very small uh, youth ministry that had already been through hurt of their own. Um, so the, my first couple years were very successful. The ministry was growing. The church was growing. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, something happened. I really, to this day, cannot pinpoint exactly what happened, but um, I started having some conflict with one of the parishioners and volunteers um, and so the church took notice of this. The church leadership noticed that there was some conflict happening between us. Um, so they approached me in private and said, we would like to have a conversation with you about regarding this. And I said, of course, absolutely. Uh, they said, we want to talk to the other party as well to see what resolution we can come up with. So I said, okay, great. Let's go through this mediation process. If we're going to move forward in ministry, we need to solve whatever conflict um, that we are dealing with. Um, so a few days passed, and they came back to me um, again in private. Um, they sat me down. They said, could you please come talk to us again? I said, absolutely. Um, so then in that final meeting, they said, uh, and to, these, to this day, I'll never forget what they said to me. They said, Jamie, uh, because the other party did not want to go through the mediation process, we are asking you to leave. Please take all your belongings and leave right now. Um, oh, no. And that oh, no. drove such a state. And what year what year heart. was this? What year was this? This would have been probably 2014. Uh, what what brought you back, Jamie? So, um it was a, a friend. A friend had reached out to me um of course after that I had no desire to be in church again. Yeah. Um um she called me and said, "Hey, I know what happened. Will you please come to church with me this Sunday?" So yeah. I said, of course, fine, whatever, kind of reluctantly, uh, sure, whatever, I'll go, but I'm not going to get involved. I'm going to sit on the back row, arms crossed, uh, and just listen, and that's it, maybe even halfway listen. Um, yeah. But that particular morning, the service, the sermon, the choir, the orchestra really, really spoke to my heart, and um, God began to break down walls, and now fast forward to 2023. I'm now uh, teaching a life group. I'm now singing in choir again. <laughs> praise God. What a great end to a painful story. Jamie, praise God for that friend. And what a lesson for all of us. Maybe the people who are disconnected from the church in our lives are just one friend away from restoration. I pray that your painful story will have a happy ending as well. Friends, until we're together again next time, as always, remember, Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.